0: Welcome to the Rooflines podcast, produced by Virginia Realtors, where we serve up real talk about real estate in Virginia. On each episode, we break down trends in the housing market and help you make sense of what's going on in Virginia's real estate industry and what's on the horizon.
1: Hello, and welcome to Rooflines. I'm Ryan Price, Chief Economist with Virginia Realtors. Today, we're going to open the show a little differently. Uh, there's a new member of our research team here at Virginia Realtors that I want to introduce. We are thrilled to have Dominique Fair join our research team as a research associate. Dominique has really hit the ground running in her new role and will be co-hosting this episode of Rooflines. Hey there, Dominique, how are you today?
0: Brian, I'm good, excited to join the podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm excited as well, Dominique. Uh, why don't you let everybody know a little bit uh, about yourself?
0: I graduated from Mary Washington with a bachelor's in psychology in 2015. I previously worked in healthcare for four years as a registrar, then joined Coastar as a tenant researcher before I was promoted to a client relationship consultant.
1: So, Dominique, let's hear one uh, fun fact about yourself that you want to share with, uh, with the listeners.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd be happy to share. Um, so one fun fact about me is uh, I do kickboxing classes. Um, I usually try to do them two to three times a week. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of energy being used. Um, it's just a really fun time. So that's something that's a little fun about me.
1: Thanks for sharing that. I'm really happy to have you on the team, Dominique. And, uh, you know, we got a, a lot to talk about today with a, a very interesting topic. So uh, do you want to jump into it today? Let's do it. Homeownership is a dream for many. But with high mortgage rates and sales prices, it appears to be out of reach for many people. And a lot of folks are turning back to renting. Um, But even there in that space, they're experiencing high rent increases as well. And so one different approach that some folks are taking is manufactured housing. And manufactured housing is a prefabricated home that's built in a factory on a permanently attached chassis, which is like a a metal uh, foundation. And then it's transported to a site. Now, manufactured housing, it's not a new option. You know, it's been around for a while. But, Dominique, can you give us a little bit more background on uh, this type of housing, uh, manufactured housing?
0: Yes, I can. In the 1920s, they were widely known as trailers, and they were used for vacations. During World War II, manufactured housing was used to house plant workers, and afterwards, many veterans and their families used it for housing, which is where the term mobile home comes from. Hmm.
1: And these homes, they have uh, quite a history. Now you mentioned that they were called mobile homes, but currently they're referred to as manufactured homes. Why the distinction? Well, in
0: 1974, the Mobile Home Construction and Safety Standards Act, or as they call it, the HUD code was passed, which established safety standards for the design and construction of mobile homes. Homes built after June 15, 1976 were called manufactured homes and any homes built prior to the state were mobile homes.
1: Okay, so in, instead of mobile homes, we should be saying manufactured housing?
0: Per government standards, yes, but there are still many that call them mobile homes.
1: Okay, yeah, I know a lot of people use the term modular as well. What's the difference between a modular housing and manufactured housing?
0: The biggest difference is that modular homes are built based on local, regional, and state building codes, whereas manufactured homes are held to federal standards. Modular homes are also built in sections that are installed on site.
1: I see. So you said, Dominique, that after 1976, manufactured homes had to meet certain standards. What were some of the new requirements uh, that these homes had to meet?
0: Each home had to have two outside doors that were at least 12 feet from each other. Kitchens and bathrooms needed ventilation systems, and the use of fire retardant materials and alarms located in each bedroom and living room.
1: Well, all those sound like uh, really positive uh, requirements. Um, and all this is done, you know, at an off-site factory. Is that correct?
0: Yes, it is. They are usually climate controlled, so there's no need to worry about housing delays due to weather. And the homes are thoroughly inspected to meet the HUD code.
1: How long do these homes typically take to build?
0: Manufactured homes usually take two to three months to be completed.
1: Wait, what? Two to three months? Wow, that's a that's a quick turnaround. Most single-family homes, you know, we see usually take eight months to a year to build, depending on delays. And, and nowadays, it's even much longer than that with all the, uh, you know, material shortages.
0: That is true, Ryan, and that is what makes manufactured housing such a great alternative because you're still getting a quality home, but you aren't held back by a delay in supplies or weather.
1: And uh, it doesn't cost more to have these homes built that quickly?
0: Well, most manufactured homes, according to the Census Bureau, cost around $123,200, which went up after the pandemic started, but it's still very affordable. But this number could change based on customizations.
1: Customizations, like what?
0: Yes, manufactured homes can be tailored to meet the needs of the customer and have many of the features that we see in traditional single-family homes.
1: So I think when uh, most people picture manufactured housing, you know, in their head, they they picture a trailer or a mobile home that sits on cement blocks.
0: Unfortunately, that perception is common. Manufactured homes have had a bad reputation, but they have come a long way since the 1920s.
1: So what kind of customizations? can you make to these homes?
0: You could choose to add fireplaces, walk-in closets, kitchen island, extra storage space. The floor plan for the home can also be customized to be more open or add a flex room that you can use as an office or play area. And of course, you can pick the floor patterns, paint colors, and cabinet styles you want as well.
1: Have there been any uh, style trends like associated with manufactured housing recently?
0: Yes, there is. uh, Cross-Mod Homes, which is a combination of features of a manufactured home with that of a site-built home. It essentially makes the home look just like a typical single family that you see in a neighborhood.
1: So what are some of the site-built features that are added to uh, Cross-Mod Homes?
0: Covered porches and garages, an elevated roof pitch, enhanced cabinets, and permanent foundation. And one more important factor is that with cross-mod homes, they can be a in a similar way to that of an on-site built home.
1: Oh, wow. That, that is a big deal. Um, so cross-mod homes, they sound like a great way to save money while also not sacrificing the features uh, of an on-site home.
0: They are. And manufactured homes don't just stop at the ownership market. They can also be used for leisure and hospitality.
1: Oh, that's very cool. And these, uh, these other types can be customized as well?
0: Yes. You can choose from a studio up to a two-bedroom villa that includes a waterproof stone bathroom, oak floors, and energy-efficient kitchen appliances. And you can add on bedroom cabinetry and shade awnings.
1: So it allows you to feel at home while vacationing. Yeah, I might need to look into that.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to as well.
1: <laughs> so switching gears here, Dominique, we talked a lot about the style and the features of these homes, but can you use a traditional loan to purchase these homes?
0: Yes, you can use a traditional mortgage loan. There are two programs. One is supported by Fannie Mae, which provides financing options for manufactured homes with site-built home features. The second is supported by Freddie Mac called Choice Home. That provides options for conventional site-built financing for factory-built homes that meet HUD code and have some site-built home features but 42% of manufactured home buyers use chattel loans.
1: What is a chattel loan?
0: It is a personal property loan that is used when the home is located on land that the buyer does not own.
1: And this is how manufactured home parks became common?
0: That is correct, and I think it is important to note that most manufactured parks are not run-down areas with washing machines in the front yard and broken windows. Most are owned by investors that take care of the property.
1: So for individuals that do not own the land that their homes are on, um, how much is the typical rent?
0: According to the Manufactured Housing Institute, the monthly site rent for a manufactured home is $576.
1: Wow, that sounds pretty reasonable. Um, This has been a great discussion, Dominique. Definitely a a key part of the housing stock for many individuals and families uh, in our communities.
0: Absolutely, Ryan. Manufactured housing really has come a long way and continues to be a good housing option for many. So Ryan, we have talked a lot about the history, features, and financing of manufactured housing, but I want us to take a deeper dive into some trends and statistics. I'm going to ask you a question and you must guess the answer. If you guess wrong, I will give you the correct answer.
1: Ah, the good old roof lines quiz. All right, I'll do my best.
0: Okay, let's start. What do you think the average price per square foot of a manufactured home compared to that of a site built home?
1: Hmm. I'm going to guess that manufactured homes, let's say 65, they cost $65 a square foot versus maybe $125 a square foot for uh, a single family home.
0: You weren't too far off from either number. For a manufactured home, it is $57. And for a site-built home, it is $119 per square foot to build.
1: Wow, that's, that's quite a difference in price.
0: Next question. What state is a top seller of manufactured housing?
1: Let me think. Um, off the top of my head, I'm going to go with Florida.
0: Sorry, Ryan, but that is incorrect. Texas is the biggest seller with 137,460 homes sold in 2021. Florida is a close second, though, with 50,761.
1: Man, I'm glad I didn't bet on this game of 0 for 2.
0: (laughs) I will give you one more. Hopefully, you can guess this one right. What percent of the housing market does manufactured housing make up?
1: I will go with the first number that popped into my head, which is 6. Is it 6%?
0: It is. Per the Manufactured Housing Institute, manufactured housing makes up 6% of the national market.
1: Wow. Thankfully, I got one right.
0: Thank you for joining us. We will leave you with a smart stat: 3.8 million. That is the number of housing units that the US is short by per Freddie Mac. The way to help combat this shortage is not only to build more homes, making sure that those homes are affordable. Manufactured homes provide this option by costing and taking less time to build than traditional single family homes. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Rooflines, real talk about real estate in Virginia. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to Rooflines on your favorite podcast platform. If you have ideas for future podcast topics, please share those with us by emailing rooflines at virginiarealtors.org.